Like I said, we are wrapping up our series today, Foundations for the Future. We've been talking about the process that leadership has gone through to uh, really figure out how do we introduce Silicon Valley to Jesus? How are we going to go about that? Because how we do it informs the person that we hire to lead it. And um, so we've talked through prayer and we've talked through partnerships. And last week, Rob and Dan and David shared this idea of pathways that Jesus sent people out in front of him and then the way that Paul evangelized first century cities and um, really shared the gospel with them, but it identified this idea and the need for us needing to be equipped to go out. And so that was the idea of pathways. And today, again, like, um, like I said a little bit earlier, we're gonna get to hear from members of the search committee who have taken all of that process and distilled it down into a job description um, and so we wanted to share with you what that looks like. And um, so you're gonna get to hear from them in a minute and then sort of an update on the timeline. But before we jump into that, um, you remember back earlier this year, Pastor Chip Ingram taught a series with us. And one of the first times that he was with us, he shared this thought and he, he's gonna share it in a second by way of video, but he shared this with us and we all looked at each other and said, that was amazing. And so we wanted you to hear just some of what he shared with us. And, um, and then he just has a little bit of encouragement for us as a church. So before we hear from our search committee, would you check out this video with Pastor Chip? Well, thanks so much for letting me come and share just a few minutes here at Calvary. I had a wonderful time when I was here before. In fact, some of you will be encouraged as the fall gets going. All those messages that we got to do together, and I mean together because I learned a lot when I was here. Uh, it'll be on all of our broadcasts and podcasts. And so God is going to use our, our mutual team time uh, here in America and around the world. So first, thank you very, very much. A second is uh, this is kind of growing out of a time that I had with my very first uh, time of meeting Danny and Dan Yoder, chairman of the elders. And we were just talking about, hey, we're looking for a new pastor and we're praying. And I had this really strong prompting to say things that I had no right saying at all in terms of because I didn't have any relationship. But, you know, I've, um, I've hired a number of key staff and I've worked with pastors around the country. And I've had people that I've recommended that are just godly guys with great gift that I knew would really be great. And they went to a place where, boy, the culture wasn't the right culture or um, they, they just weren't a fit in terms of the church really had not verbalized it, but they had a direction and a vision. And, and, and the search team and all the people were saying this, using these words, and the guy was hearing this, and he was using the same words. And then when they landed, it was great people, train wreck. And so as we were just kind of talking informally, I said, you know, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I just feel compelled to say, um, the more you can get really clear on the vision that what God wants to do at Calvary, in Calvary, and through Calvary is it going to help you find the right guy. And it's also going to help that person know, is this the right place? And, and yes, it narrows the box and it may feel kind of limiting, but it actually is very, very freeing. And some churches, they really don't know this is where we are and this is where we're going to go. And, and as a result of that, it gets kind of messy. And often, you know, it's like, hey, this new guy, you know, take over, make everything happen. And the moment they start doing it, then the church realizes, wait a second, that's not what we had in mind. And uh, I think you guys have gone through a tremendously wise, spirit-filled process. God, this is your church. Step two. Father, 
what would you like to do here since this is your church? Okay, we'll do anything. Wow, okay. Uh, well, what, 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 what does it look like? What should we look like to fulfill what you want to do? Well, there's three pillars that grew. We're gonna be a dependent church, we're gonna pray. Um, we're gonna be a church that doesn't look inward, that we're gonna build partnerships with other churches and other ministries because we're actually taking seriously. We're going to introduce, by your grace, the next generation to Jesus. And, and we're gonna share with them the message of Christ, and we wanna do it in our lifetime. I mean, that's, that's either wonderful, uh, God-given, or crazy. But I'll tell you what, that's, that's really helpful for a pastor to come in and say, as I heard you all say, is that a slogan or is that a real vision and a commitment? And then there's gonna be a pathway. We are, we're gonna be prayerful, we're gonna have partnerships, and we're gonna walk along this path, we're gonna make disciples. We're not going to measure the success of our church by how many people come into the building. We're gonna measure the success of our church by the kind of people that are leaving the building and actually the kind of people that never make it to the building that we're empowering with the kind of partnerships out there that are reaching people that don't look like us, that may don't even speak our language because the Silicon Valley is a super diverse place with untapped potential. And I just think as you all are thinking that way, two or three things that I shared with them. One is now that you have that vision, um, God is going to help that person, whoever they are, and you to get on the same page. Second is this. Um, we live in a democracy, and as Americans, we're very independent. And the other big thing I've seen in churches is everyone has a wonderful opinion. And, um, but God said, you know what, I'm going to appoint some leaders, and um, I'm going to expect them to really listen to me. I'm going to expect them to socialize and process it with people, groups and groups. And I've watched this process here. And then as these decisions are made and as the focus is, here's what will make this work. Each one of you need to trust God and trust that he actually works through leaders. It's very un-American. It's basically, wait a second, where's my vote? I think we should do this, or I, I think we should do that. I will guarantee that as fallible as they are, <laughs> the pressure they felt and the responsibility they felt is they're gonna discern, and it may not look exactly the way you would like it, that's okay. What God is gonna call you to do is to lean in and say what they've been saying to one another and to the Father. I don't know what this looks like, but I wanna be on this journey. I'm gonna be prayerful, I'm going to lean in, actually, I'm going to get on that path. I want to be a difference maker. And Father, I'm going to trust that you're going to work through the leadership of this church to bring the right person at the right time and in the right way so that we go on the next journey. Uh, this church has been around a long time. And you know, God didn't start working like today for the future. You look at your history and there's a series of dots and there's ups and there's downs and there's all arounds. And all of that is what makes Calvary, Calvary positioned for the next time. So I just want to encourage you, alignment of vision, unity, really pray. And in those conversations in the car, rather than sort of, you know, can you believe they're doing this, Gladys? How about this? You know, I, that, that was an interesting direction. Um, you know, before we pull out of the parking lot, why don't we take just a minute right now 
and pray first for our hearts and then for the leaders of our church and our staff that as they go through this process, God's will will be done. So that's kind of what I've learned over the years. I hope it's helpful. Um, I think God's got a great plan for your church. And thank you again. Uh, it was a rich privilege to get to teach here. Good morning, Calvary. How are you? It's good. good to be with you this morning. Oh, I can hear Frank nice and loud with that microphone on. Hey, if you haven't had a chance on your way in to grab this card that says prayer at the top, would you go out and do that? This is going to be important um, as we head through our service today. also encourage you to grab the communion elements if you did not get a chance to do that. Over the last five weeks, we have spent a ton of time talking about strategy, the strategy we believe the Lord has given the leadership here is to how we're going to accomplish his vision for our church. We've talked about that so in depth because we believe it matters significantly and influences the job description of the person we are looking for to come and lead our church next. And that's why we've been doing what we've been doing. Well, as promised, today we get to hear from our pastoral search committee, three of them who are joining me on the stage right now. We've got Frank, who doesn't really need an introduction. You guys saw him a few weeks ago, but he is currently on our elder board. And he also, over the last 18 months, has served in an advisory capacity to the leadership team. So Frank and I get to spend a lot of time in meetings together. Yeah, he loves it. I love okay, it. You do. Okay, and then we've got Catherine. Catherine has been a part of Calvary for four years. She is a wife and a mom of three little kids. And Catherine's heart for ministry is really around young moms. And so that's a lot of where she serves here at our church. And then finally, we've got Dan. He has been at Calvary for 39 years, which is pretty incredible. And so Rather than list all of the things that Dan, um, the ministries Dan has served in, because there's too many to mention, I will just tell you that his current focus is serving as an usher over in our traditional service. And so these are our three members who are here today, and they're going to share a little bit about what they've been doing and a little bit around the timeline that we have for our next lead pastor. So um, there should be a slide coming on the screen. Not that one. Um, there's a, it's a funny slide. Do we have that one up there? Oh, here it is. Okay. If you can't see it, this says pastoral search committee, and it says basically we're looking for an innovative pastor with a fresh vision who will inspire our church to remain exactly the same. And that is, that's like in a, to a T what you guys are doing. Is that right? Well, actually, Christy, that's exactly what we didn't do. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's good for us to know. Okay. I appreciate that clarity. I must have got the wrong information before I came up here today. All right. Well, what, what has happened with the pastoral search committee? Or let me just confirm with you guys. You were formed as a team and uh, the strategy that we're going after was shared with you. Frank and, and Promote, who are the elders on there, came and said, this is what God has told the leadership. This is how we're going after our vision, and we want this to be a part of what you guys are doing. Does that sound accurate? Okay, yes. perfect. And from that, the Pastoral Search Committee developed three kind of high-level summary descriptions of the characteristics that our next lead pastor should have. Correct? That's correct. Okay, Dan, could you come on up and tell us about that first characteristic that you guys determined and what informs that? Sure, Christine. Thank you. The new lead pastor needs to be Christ-centered. The lead pastor of Calvary Church will set an example of, by his personal behavior, the standard required in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, Titus 1, 6 through 9, and Philippians 2, 3. 
He is a seeker of God's heart, intimate friend of Jesus, and listener of the Holy Spirit. He has authentic faith and practices spiritual disciplines. He will nurture the spiritual health of Calvary staff and volunteers, and he will seek to develop the church body. He supports our doctrinal statement, vision, and is comfortable with developing the concept of balancing word, deed, and power. He is driven by great commission and gifted at navigating the thorny moral issues of our time. He is willing to engage in discussion and debate. Thanks, Deanne. So Christ-centered is that first characteristic that our pastoral search committee summarized. Catherine, would you come on up and talk to us about that second characteristic and what informs that one? Uh, yeah, so the second characteristic is that our lead pastor will be a visionary. Um, we spent a lot of time, um, the elders and leadership team, developing strategies to uh, implement the vision of introducing Silicon Valley to Jesus, and we, of course, want the lead pastor to come alongside them to help further those strategies, and also to cast the vision um, to the church body and the church at large in Silicon Valley, um, and also to commit to seeing that vision play out over the years. Um, he would define and develop pathways to reach physically and digitally into our community to meet people where they are, to bring them to Jesus, to grow in their faith, and then to equip them to go and tell others. Um, the lead pastor would have a practical knowledge of Silicon Valley and its culture, uh, diversity, desperate need for Jesus. Um, the lead pastor would build a teaching team and work to grow our church, staff, and leadership to reflect the diversity of Silicon Valley. And he would be a critical thinker who is able to challenge the status quo. I love it. Thank you. Okay, so we've got Christ-centered and visionary. Frank, come on up. It's about to be your turn. Uh, I said there were three of them, so go ahead and talk to us about that third one and what informs that one. Well, the third one is that, above all, I think the new lead pastor has to be a leader among leaders. Now, what does this mean? Well, there's four attributes, as I see it, that would make somebody a leader among leaders. Without a doubt, first, first and foremost, he has to be, basically be Christ-centered in his leadership. Uh, and this leadership has to extend not only to Calvary, the church, but also the broader ecclesia in Silicon Valley and to the community. The second thing is servanthood. He has to naturally be collaborative, whether it's to the team or to the church he has to feel like there's a partnership involved. Third, he needs to be a delegator and a team builder. This is very, very important. We have a very proficient team here at Calvary. We want to continue to develop that. And we want this pastor to be able to delegate different tasks to the people who can best do it. And fourth, he needs to be a strong communicator. He has to clearly and concisely uh, communicate his, his words, whether it's here at the pulpit, or if it's in staff meetings, or if it's in one-on-ones with the congregation. Okay, so super helpful. We've got three things so far, and that is Christ-centered, visionary, and leader of leaders. Frank, could you just take a minute and paint a picture for us of what this guy might look like? Well, picture this. Uh, we're looking for somebody who wakes up each morning asking the question, what can Calvary do today that'll move us closer to our vision of introducing Silicon Valley to Jesus? 
He acts more like a CEO of a company. Basically, he's concerned with all facets of Calvary, not just the teaching aspect of Calvary. He, he's a leader. Of course, he can teach. That's very important. But more importantly, he's the kind of person that can develop a teaching team going forward. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so that is a summary of what the pastoral search committee is looking for. There is a full job description, and we're going to be sending that out in our Sunday email today. And so if you're thinking, I don't get the Sunday email, we'd love for you to sign up for that, info at calvarylg.com, and we'll make sure you get a copy of it. But it's coming today into your email boxes, so please take a minute and look at that and make sure that you understand what we're looking for as we go after this new lead pastor. Before you guys sit down and I let you go, I think one of the questions we all have is timeline. And so could you talk to us and tell us a little bit about how you see the timeline going? All right, drum roll. There we go. The PSC, thank you very much. The, the PSC will complete the interviewing process this week. So we have interviewed a number of candidates and uh, we are going through the last uh, interviewing process with one of those candidates Wednesday, so we will complete this week. We will then deliver our recommendation to the top three candidates ranked to the elders. The elders then will decide on the top candidate, and they'll do this through meetings and prayer and fasting and abstinence and all those things that elders do. The elders, of course, can ask for um, feedback from the PSC. Uh, just as importantly, though, there were two elders on the PSC, so the decision process never gets really that far from the elder board. The goal will be to extend a formal offer and have it accepted by the end of the year. Now, we want to improve on that date, of course, but we're setting a bound of the end of the year. Um, at that point, oh, pardon me, before that, we're going to have sermons and visits we're going to have a formal con uh, congregational meeting to discuss this and also ask for affirmation. Um, then, after we extend the offer, we hope to have it accepted by the end of the year. At that point in time, we sort of lose control a little bit of the timeline because it's now back with the uh, pastor that has to shut down and transition out of his existing church. So that's sort of the, the timeline. What I'd, what I'd like you to do, and what I'm asking you to do humbly, is to pray. I have two prayer requests. First of all, pray now that God would begin freeing the pastor that he has selected for his church, Calvary, to be here as soon as possible. We don't want to extend this. We want to compress it if we can. And the second thing I want you to pray for is the people we didn't select. They're great candidates. They all have a call on their life from God. And we would like you to pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to speak to them and continue to build the ministry in them. So. Those are great prayer requests. Thank you for that. In a minute, church, we're going to take some time to pray. But first, representatives, members of our pastoral search committee, on behalf, these are the three people here on behalf of 10 that are serving. Thank you, not just for being here with us this morning, but for this incredibly important way that you are serving our church. It can't be overstated how thankful we are for you. So church, would you give these guys a hand and thank them for me? Thank you.
Thank you, guys. Okay, well, like Frank said, um, we would love to take some time to pray. And so we're going to do a couple things right now as a church. A few minutes from now, we're going to do communion all together. But before we do that, we'd really like to take some time to pray. And so the first thing we're going to do is pray over the things that Frank asked for. You can do that in your seat. You can grab some friends next to you, whatever you're comfortable with. But we really want to pray for those two things that Frank asked prayer for, and then a third one. So we really want to pray for the pastors who don't get chosen, whoever they may be, for their families, that God would just speak into their lives, that he would affirm the calling that they have, that he would remind them that he has a plan for them, and that he would give clear direction to them as they move forward. We also want to pray really specifically for the members of our pastoral search committee. And so would you just pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to each one of them individually and that he would affirm the decision that they are going to make in these upcoming weeks and that he would affirm their service here. Does that sound good? Okay, after we do that, after you take some time to pray, we're actually going to use these cards. And so what we'd like for you to do is write a prayer on this card to our new lead pastor. So you're just gonna take a minute, write something down that you're gonna be praying for them. Come on up, put them in these silver buckets that are on either side of me at the front of the church. And when he gets here, we'll give these to him and let him know that we have been and will continue to be praying. Okay, does that make sense? All right, we got it? We got it. All right, let's take some time to pray, again, either with the friends around you or to yourself.
encourage you to begin writing your prayers to our next lead pastor. And when you're finished, if you would come drop them in these buckets, that would be 